Hey friends, I am so excited for the lineup of episodes that I have coming your way in the next couple of weeks and months. We only have three more weeks left until our systems summer series kicks off, which I'm going to be walking you through different home management systems to create and establish in your home. It's going to make your life as a mom as a homemaker so much easier. So mark your calendars starting in June. I'm going to be going over the systems in your home and bringing you that series throughout the summer. But before then, I have a lineup of episodes that I'm really excited about taking us into summer. So today is going to be all about four mistakes that you're making in your home management habits and how to fix them. Then next week, we're going to do a really fun episode on creating a summer bucket list. And I'm going to give you 10 ideas of activities you can do with your kids this summer instead of always cleaning your house. (laughs) I know I need that because I can let a lot of time go by and not spend time with my kids and actually having fun. So I'm excited about that episode. And then right before we kick off our system summer series, I'm going to dive into four, the four laws of behavior change and how we're going to use those four laws to create the systems in our home and establish the habits that we need to make those systems stick. So I hope you are ready for the lineup of episodes that are coming on this podcast. Make sure you tune in, share it with your friends, get them all on board and apply these, apply these tips and this information each week, because if you are just consuming and not putting it to practice, it's going to fall flat and you're not going to have the change in your life that you are really desiring because I know you are because you're tuning into this podcast each and every week. So grab some friends, grab your mom or your sisters or whoever in your life, get them on board, share this podcast with them and go through the summer series together with some friends. It's going to make it so much more enjoyable and really set you up going into the fall, starting the new school year. All right. So today we're going to back up and we're going to go over four mistakes you're making with your home management habits. And I'm going to give you some simple, practical tips on how you can fix them. Hi, and welcome to the Habits and Home Show. I'm your host, Lisa Lazat, and I help busy moms bring order to their homes by downsizing and decluttering and ditching old habits in exchange for systems that bring peace and more enjoyment to their lives. We have too much stuff not enough space or time, and lack the motivation to get our life together. We need simplified solutions to tame the chaos around us and be available, both mind and body, to experience all the joy that life has to offer. Are you ready, friend? Let's get started. All right, because we have a lot of ground to cover and I want to make sure that I have enough time to give you practical, tangible solutions, I'm going to just dive right into these four mistakes that you are making in your home management habits. First and foremost, you are avoiding them. Okay. You are avoiding tasks. You're procrastinating. You're putting them off. You're shutting the door. You are just avoiding task altogether. And when you avoid your task and you procrastinate on them, they build up to where it's so overwhelming and it's forcing you. And then you end up doing them from a place of stress, from a place of irritation. You end up lashing out at your family. You go off on them. So how can we 
prevent this from happening? Well, first of all, we can simplify our environment and simplify what's actually required of us to do. Okay, so the less you own, the less you have to manage. It's as simple. It's as simple as that. Why can't we get that through our head? The less we own, the less we have to manage. Every single, I want you to look around your home or if you're listening in your car or wherever, every single item, every single thing that your eye touches, you have to manage. Like I am looking at my shelf in my office right now and I have four pictures that I have to manage. Now, if that's within my capacity to manage that much, it's fine. But if you have so much in your home that it is overwhelming your capacity, you have gone too far. By simplifying your space, it's going to simplify what you're able to manage or what you're having to manage. And you are way less likely to avoid doing the task because it's not overwhelming. Okay. So first and foremost, simplify your environment, set yourself up for success by not having a lot and also simplify what's actually required of you. Another way to avoid these tasks and to stop procrastinating is to set deadlines for your task. Using routines is the best way and using time blocking is the best way to designate different times and deadlines for your different tasks, for your different chores, for your different routines around your house. So set deadlines for yourself. So you say by Saturday, I'm going to mop the floor or by Tonight at nine o'clock, I'm going to reset my house. So that's for me is my deadline for tidying up my house, resetting my house every evening. So give yourself a designated deadline for each task. When we don't have deadlines, we don't have accountability. And as adults and as moms, we have to create our own accountability. It's like showing up to a job and having a boss, but at home, we don't have a boss. So somehow, some way, we have to be our own boss. We have to boss ourselves around and we have to create deadlines for ourselves. The next thing that you can do to help your task avoidance is to establish routines. And this is where habits come into place. This is where systems and habit stacking come into place. When you have trouble getting into a task and doing a task, associate that task with something that you're already doing. For instance, say you are avoiding putting the products away on your bathroom counter. Well, if you brush your teeth every single morning, stack the habit or stack the routine on top of brushing your teeth every morning. Before you leave the bathroom, make yourself reset the space. So having routines will also help you to dive into your routine into your task, into your chores, and help you to prevent avoiding doing them, okay? So that is mistake number one. You are avoiding the tasks that are at hand and things that you need to be doing. Mistake number two is you are trying to do too much without getting help. (laughs) Okay, I know a lot of you probably don't ask for help because people aren't going to complete the task the way that you want them to be completed. I get it. I have little boys. I have a daughter, but I also have little boys and my daughter is so trustworthy and I can just depend on her to clean the house really well. But when it comes to the boys, not so much. (laughs) But here's the thing. You're going to go through that period of them not being able to do it well, but the more that they practice, the more that you check it 
check in with them and tell them. And actually, sometimes we just have to show our kids exactly how to clean something. We can't just say, go clean your room and them expect to know what that looks like. Okay. And not everybody is going to clean and tidy up the same way we do. And so there is going to be this period of growth, of development. I remember my kids teaching them to make their bed with like two years old, I think it was, or three years old. And it looked like hot mess express. And instead of going behind them and fixing it, I let it just be for a while. And I let, I I noticed their development. And eventually they saw what a tidy bed looked like. Of course, I showed them a couple of times and I, and I showed them and I had them make my bed as well, but eventually they noticed what tidiness and what my expectation was. So a lot of you are not asking for help is because you want to do it all yourself because you want it to be at your standard. However, we might need to lower our standards a little bit just so that we are not overwhelmed by all there is to do. I remember when my husband and I were first married and he wanted to help with clothes and he was folding towels and he didn't fold them the the way that I want. It was like a tri-fold, like a fold under, fold under. And then like it made this cute little, you know what I mean? The the, the towels in, in, they look good in the closet, right? And I remember he just did like a square fold and I was just like, oh, they don't look. But I would go behind him and refold them all. And I finally got to the point where I'm like, Lisa, what are you doing? What are you doing? You're asking for help. Just take the help that you get. Give it time. Be gentle with the way you coach people, the way you really want them to do things. But learn to take any help that you can get. I also remember when my kids were really little, this is for all you moms who have little ones. And I remember leaving the grocery store and people would ask me if I wanted help loading my groceries into the cart. I'm like, no, I got it. I got it. I can do it. I can do it all. But y'all, all of that stuff builds up. It makes you a hardened person to where you're not able to ask for help. And I say, now now that I've had lots of years of parenting, I wish I could go back and tell myself, Lisa, just let people help you. Just ask for help. You don't have to be superwoman. And so I like to use this, this saying of just be the damsel in distress. Just let people come in and rescue you. Okay. It's going to lighten your load lower your standards just a little bit and let it be done. Okay. It doesn't have to be perfect. It just needs to be done and count it as done. So stop trying to do so much all by yourself without asking for help. And you might have to hire somebody. Okay. A lot of the clients that I work with, they want to get their home to a very minimal state and a very like decluttered and have systems every, you know, systems are all throughout their house so that they can hire a house cleaner. I get it. If you, if you're like my clients and you want help getting your house there, I can help you out. So just message me. Uh, you can email me Lisa at habitsandhome.com for a free consultation to talk about coaching. But anyway, yes, I understand. Sometimes you're, yes, your house cleaner is not the person who is supposed to come in and tidy up. They're supposed to clean. However, you can hire people that are good in that area. You can hire home organi- home home organizers. I actually hired a a a youth from my my church recently. She's 
15 years old and I hired her to come on Fridays to help me do some deep cleaning things that I don't really want to do. I have home management systems and I have cleaning routines and I have things that I pick up and do on a daily basis, but things like um, cleaning my fans, wiping, knocking down cobwebs, mopping. I do not want to mop my house (laughs) because we live on a farm and it's always dirty. So I hired her to come three hours every Friday to help me with some home management tasks, some cleaning, some deeper cleaning other than the light cleaning and the pickup during the week that I do. And then also to help me in my office with some of the projects that I have going on in my business. So don't be afraid to hire help if you need it. Your sanity and your mental health are worth it. Get creative. It doesn't have to be someone super expensive. Like I said, I reached out to a girl who's in my youth group, our youth group at church, and I am paying her. It is a great price for her. It's a great price for me. You can get creative with the help that you get. Also recruit your kids. You're going to have to simplify your home, simplify your expectations, the routines, what you're expecting from your kids and back up a little bit and train them. Train them one expectation, one habit at a time. Get yourself some help. All right, the third mistake that you are making, and I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, is that you are multitasking. Multitasking is the killer of productivity. You are, you're doing a lot, but you're really not doing anything. You're really not getting anything done. So how do we fix this? Well. We focus on one task at a time and you discipline yourself and you make yourself plant yourself, plant your feet in that one spot and don't move until it's done. And a strategy that I like to use for this is to count out loud while I'm doing a task if I feel like my brain is going to start squirreling. I will just say one, two, three, like I'm folding clothes or I'm hanging up my clothes or something. And so I'll just count. Also using time blocking techniques. I am a huge advocate of time blocking and I actually teach this to my clients in our 12 week coaching program because time blocking and managing your time is so important for home management because you will learn how to focus on one block at a time and what activities are supposed to go in that block. It's a great way to be really efficient with your time. So using time blocking techniques and putting those tasks in the different blocks throughout your day. And probably more than anything else, you need to limit your distractions. Put your phone away, like go and put it in your bedside table, in the drawer, put it away or give it to your kid who's been begging my my son who the one that doesn't have a phone he is always like can i use your phone to play a game with my brother can i can i can i and i find that the time that he has my phone is the time that i am the most productive so limit your distractions limit your use of your phone during the time that you need to be productive in your home limit also This goes back to simplifying your space. You can limit distractions by having a really simplified environment because you won't be distracted by all the clutter that's all around you or all the tasks or all of the things that you feel like are on your to-do list. So really limiting, streamlining, going more minimal with what you own is going to limit the distractions in your home and make you more efficient 
in your, your home management habits. All right, the last mistake that you are making, and there's probably a lot more that you're making, but we're not gonna call them all out on you today <laughs> because I, I wanna be helpful and I want this to be really bite-sized for you to be able to consume, is that you are not completing one task fully before moving on to the next. And this goes back to like multitasking, but it's really a matter of task hopping and you have conditioned yourself to start a bunch of things and never really finish them. Am I calling you out? <laughs> I'm calling myself out too. <laughs> All right. So how can we fix this task hopping habit that we have? Well, first of all, we can set and follow a task checklist. So what I like to use is so simple, y'all. I have simple strategies. This is like no brainer stuff here. Okay. It's just, and you probably can think about this for yourself, but it's nice for somebody to just tell you, just tell you what to do. So I keep post-it notes in different spots around my house. I have um, a stack of post-it notes in my office, a stack of post-it notes in my office drawer or our like school supply drawer in our kitchen. I have one beside my bed. And what I do is I just take one post-it note and I will write, especially if I am, I feel like I'm squirreling and I'm not able to focus. I will write just three tasks that I want to accomplish on that sticky note. And I do this for my kids as well. Um, I'll like have their schedule up and I'll say, okay, on their schedule, I'll put jobs or chores. And then beside the chores on or beside their schedule on the whiteboard, I will put, put their post-it note of the chores that I want to, them to complete. I will try to find that picture and put it on the blog post for y'all to be able to see what I'm talking about. But um, okay, so write a short checklist. Don't write a long checklist, okay? You will either avoid it, you will get distracted, you'll get a phone call, you'll start texting somebody. Write a short to-do list on a post-it note or on a whiteboard and make yourself just get it done as fast as you can. Then another way to um, complete one task before running, moving on to the next is to reward yourself. And a way that I like to manage my time and reward myself, I like to use a Pomodoro timer. There is one that I have on my computer called Flow and I'll try to link it on the blog post or in the show notes. And what I'll do is if you have never used a Pomodoro timer before is you work for 25 minutes, you take a five minute break. You work for 25 minutes, you take a five minute break. And what I do is I make myself actually take the five minute break and I do something fun, like read a couple of pages in my book, or I go out in my garden and pull some weeds. That might not sound fun to you, but it's really fun and relaxing to me. But anyway, I, I, I reward myself for the, with those five minutes if I worked really hard during those, those 25 minutes of work time. Also, create some accountability. Like I said earlier, we as moms working at home, or not working at home, but managing our house, can you hear that frog? <laughs> anyway, um, working in our house, nobody is holding us accountable. I mean, we might have husbands that have expectations. I, my husband, he's so easygoing and he doesn't have a lot of expectations. I have more expectations for myself. <laughs> and so it's hard because we have to set our own accountability. So something that I was started doing a couple of years ago is on social media, I would, or I'd still do sometimes, I would 
take a picture of a project that I'm about to do or a task I'm about to do. And then I will let people know what I'm doing. And then I'll say, stay tuned. I'm going to show you the results after this. <laughs> um, or you could just message if you don't want to be on social media, because I am trying to get you know, I'm, I'm on social media less and less nowadays. I have a couple of friends that I could actually text that to and let them know what I'm doing. So get some accountability because that's really going to help you follow through with completing each task. All right, let's go back over those four mistakes that you are making in your home management habits. Number one, you are avoiding task. Okay. What can you do to stop avoiding tasks and just make yourself do it? Just do it, girl. All right, number two, you are trying to do too much without getting help. And I gave you a couple of ideas of how you can get help, be the damsel in distress, and ask for help. I know you can do it all, but you don't need to. <laughs> number three, you are multitasking. And remember, multitasking is the killer of productivity. And number four, you are not completing one task fully before moving on to the next. And I give you a couple of strategies and techniques for doing that, like writing a short little to-do list on a post-it note. All right, friends, I wanna invite you over to the blog post for this podcast episode. And I want you to comment which one of these mistakes is your biggest pitfall in not completing your chores in your home. And which one of these tips are you going to implement right now? Just choose one because I don't want you to get overwhelmed, okay? And if you are someone who is wanting some more one-to-one -one attention, you wanna go over your daily schedule, your ideal perfect day, you want to learn how to manage your time well, you want my eyes on your home and on your systems, I wanna invite you to join me in some one-to-one -one online coaching where we can systemize and organize your life and your home. And we're going to start with the first couple of weeks, not even looking at your stuff. We're not even going to go there yet. We're going to lay the foundation and I'm loving this. My clients are loving this framework and I know you will too. So if you wanted to chat about it, you can email me lisa at habitsandhome.com to schedule a free consultation with me. All right, friends, I will see you right here next time on the Habits and Home Show.